BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Tuesday. It is gloomy and dark here in New York, but that can't stop me from being annoying and in a good mood. That's true. Uh, the hurricane is on its way here. It's supposed to make landfall today. Is in that New true? York. Yeah, so it's going to be a stormy day here in New York City. And so I hope everyone is prepared and staying safe. Totally. All along the eastern seaboard. All along the western. You know, there's a fly. He probably thinks it's a real plant. Oh my God, Dad, that's so cute. I'll leave him. Um, yeah, hope Let everyone's him live. Hope everyone's having a fabulous day, staying safe wherever they are. We have a fabulous show for you guys today. Um, kind of short because you know there's was no TV on last night. Even though no, there's a lot to talk about today. So much Ellen drama. I can't. I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, it's it's been getting to me. It has been. Yeah. Do you feel the same way that you felt last time we spoke about it? What did I say last time? I mean. Well, I feel conflicted Burn them as, all. because, right, as a real outspoken advocate against cancel culture, um, I do feel bad. I do. But it's hard to feel bad for someone like when they're just so rich and successful. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it always cancel culture feels sad to me when it's like someone on the rise or like, I don't know, because you're or success, a private person. Right. Like your success gets taken away from you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm feeling very conflicted. We'll get into it because, like, they've launched their own campaign and it's so weird. Um, As well as some other stories. Lots of Bachelor drama and things of that nature. Yeah. T-H-E-O is here being P-R-E-S-H. As usual, he got a haircut and he's just putting on his best foot forward Mm -hmm. for this new chapter in his career. Yeah. I think we should address, you know, some of the controversy from yesterday's episode. Okay. I got, you know, a lot of feedback and people love to give feedback even when, you know, you don't ask. And a lot of people said that I, um, like there was some tension between us yesterday. And then I got a lot of questions being like, do you and Jackie like fight ever before the show? And like, honestly, no. We're too tired. We're too tired. And to those who maybe didn't get in on the joke, we were totally kidding yesterday. And sorry if we made you feel weird, but there was no weirdness to be felt. I'm assuming the tension, the only time I could have pinpointed possible tension in the episode yesterday was when we were talking about THEO and Magnolia and, and what Magnolia has meant to him and we were just speculating on how he might feel about the situation yes you've spoken to him but I'm very in touch with him yeah. emotionally no but also like now I'm talking like real not hu- not dog language I'm gonna talk human like we were joking right because Claudia didn't speak to Theo right no that was not <laughs> happening unfortunately I, I wish that's the frustrating thing about being a dog owner it's like you put so much time energy and love into this person and and growing with them but at some point they just stop growing because like at least a kid like will talk to you and tell you how much they love you I will never truly know how much you know Theo, you know I will never I, I, I can speculate for sure yeah 
But I will never truly know. You'll never truly know, but, but you do know. And I'm so glad he's back here at work. Definitely doing meaningful work helps him and his mental health. And it's going to help him be the best cousin he can be. And the best doctor. So helping Theo helps the world. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. Which is so important. The world is so important. It's so important. So it's going to be a great show because we have the spirit of the T-H-E-O here we with us. We have the what? The spirit of the T-H-E-O I thought you pronounced. I thought you pronounced spirit weird for a second, but you, you got it right the second time. Yeah. I, I learned linguistics from my sister Snitch. You know, I took a linguistics class in college and it was the only class I failed. Yeah, I took it with Olivia because like we were both in college for one year together when she was graduating. I had just gotten there and we needed like a general requirement class. We thought it'd be fun to take a class together. And Olivia just like chose one world of linguistics, linguistics of the world. And it was legitimately the hardest class I'd ever taken. And me and Olivia both did terribly. But Olivia, I think, got like a C, but she was the one graduating. And if you fail, you don't get the credits. So I was happy to take the F. And in order to get the F off your transcript, you have to take it again. And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not going to like grad school or anything. So I don't give a shit about my transcript. And I never returned. Sometimes it has to be done. It was a traumatizing class, though. Everyone was having a really hard time. There was a girl in there. It it sounds interesting, but definitely hard, because even learning one language is hard, so to learn about a bevy of languages. And the interesting part, which I hear, was just not at all. I was literally, like, learning... I didn't even, I honestly, I can't even tell you what the class was about because I did not do one piece of homework or barely showed up. I mean, so of course it was hard for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like Olivia, who's really smart and like did the bare minimum, like really couldn't get it either. And there was a girl in the class who was a senior who had a job at JP Morgan. And I remember after the final, I saw her crying because she like knew she failed. And they keep track of your GPA when you get those jobs. And she like thought she was going to lose her job. I don't know whatever happened to her, but I hope she's okay and, and successful. I'm sure she's okay. Yeah. So. That's why I never worked at JP Morgan. Too much stress. I mean, oh my god our this, oh sorry yeah. our hair bomb is in the way we just like to do a little mat before the show i love a hair bomb what would you call that a shellac it's a gel Palm- pomade pomade gel. yeah okay cool. cool cool okay i think we could get right into it because we've got a lot to discuss today and we have not nothing much, to discuss right now not that much happened for me yesterday personally oh i actually recorded the bachelor happy hour podcast which was fabulous like you know i love to see rachel Lindsay. it was on zoom but becca i couldn't see her she was like in bad wi-fi so i couldn't see her but i could hear her and it was just fabulous it was so funny like me i was literally dying the whole time like i don't even know if we spoke about the bachelor because we were talking so much you know rachel Lindsay came to my show in dallas yes and we had such a good time and she came with raven and alexis and and I do think that, um, like, that was the last time her and Raven, like, really ever hung out. Based on the records. And the timeline. It, it stands that that is the case. But it was an iconic night besides for that. And, like, we all went out afterwards. But Rachel was telling me how she literally got into a fight at my show because, like, she was being so loud. And, like, all these toasters around her were telling her to shut up. And it was just such a funny episode. I don't know when it comes out, but I'll let you guys know. It was just fabulous. Fabulous, oh, fabulous. Great. Well, that's a perfect segue into our first story, which is one of the big stories of the day. So without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true. And just to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our Patreon channel. What is Patreon, you ask? It is our subscription service. So if you go to patreon.com slash morning toast, if you love the morning toast and you need more, you know, in August, we're going to weekly episodes, but we will still be releasing our Patreon episodes, which are five extra episodes per month. They're audio or video. We've been doing a lot of vlogs recently, especially in the queue for $7.99. You get access to those five episodes per month. And then you also get access to the entire backlog of like over 200 episodes that we've been doing since we started our Patreon channel. 
And you also get access to our Facebook group for Patreon members, which is the Toast After Dark. It is our last remaining Facebook group. It is the, a truly a safe place on the internet, and it's fabulous. And you can only get that if you sign up. So patreon.com slash toast, $7.99. Great way to get more content and to support your favorite show. Thanks. Sign on, get premium content. No, we're still working. Sorry, we're not Theo. done, Theo. Sorry. Yeah, we're still working. Get down, get down. Okay, first story. Maybe let's get into the tropes. Good morning, millennials. Theo, sit down. Okay, first story. Tasha Adams is replacing Claire Crawley on The Bachelorette after finding love early on. Mm. Sources tell E! News Claire Crawley is being replaced by Bachelor in Paradise alum Tasha Adams on the upcoming season of The Bachelorette, which began filming earlier this month. As if a quarantine season of The Bachelorette wasn't interesting enough, there's a brand new leading lady to pass out roses. Claire Crawley is being replaced by Tasha. multiple sources tell E! News. Quote, the producers have told her that the season will still lead with Claire and her short-lived journey and will show Claire falling in love with one of her suitors. Claire will then conclude her journey and announce that Tasha is the lead. The shocking update comes just weeks after production be- officially began on the 18th season of the ABC dating competition series. Unlike past seasons where contestants travel around the world, Claire and the contestants were to remain isolated at a Palm Springs, California resort. Jeez Louise, it's hot up there right yeah. now for the entire duration of filming. It's Bachelor in Paradise. Maybe that's why she wants to leave so early because she's fucking hot. A whopping 42 men were announced as contestants, presumably because alternates were needed if any tested positive mm. for COVID. Got it. So from we heard the beginnings Rumors. of this this weekend. We didn't report on it yesterday because it was still spoiler news. and it, it, It's still reality Steve. Like, yeah. it's not mainstream. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're in no spoiler zone, so that's not something that we were going to discuss. But now that it's, you know, going to be on the cover of Life and Style Weekly this week, we can talk about it. So what it seems like is Claire fell in love early on with one of her suitors, which I think happens for pretty much everyone. So there is um, a lot of speculation. I know the contestant's name. I won't say it because it's not that it matters. Um, Don't say it. I'm not. But there's a lot of speculation that they were in contact and communicating way before, just given how this played out. Right. That makes so much sense. She had like four months where she knew who was going on her season. She's Board in the house, in the house board. She could have started her season virtually earlier. Yeah. Honestly, like, I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed by this. I mean, I'm not annoyed because what we got was Tasha, which should have been Tasha from the beginning. And we have said on this show, and we literally asked her when she was on our show, like, she is, she literally was the bachelorette of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Like, she was running her own love rhombus between a million guys. And that's like the result is great but I just want to talk about like what Claire did because to be honest like I find this really like disrespectful a hundred percent like this you think Sean Booth wanted to wait this article is making it seem like this is such a romantic and exciting thing and you know what ultimately it is because Tasha is everything of the sort and so I'm happy with what we got but let's talk about how we got here because Everyone falls in love so early on in their season, especially the women. They know, they give their first impression rose to the person who they wind up married to. Like, they go through the motions of falling in love. You think JoJo wanted to be with Robbie, final two? No, No. not not only that. Like, at a certain point, like, Olivia Caridi said this to us. She's like, when we were on our season, like, we were in the airport and stuff. We weren't filming. Everyone knew that Lauren was winning. Like, it was just clear. So these two people are are in love. You think everyone doesn't want to quit and run away? Like, that's not how it works. And I don't know. I feel like this is such a, um, like, a slap in the face. Not that I, like, give a shit about ABC or, like, production. But, like, all the lengths they had to go to to, like, make this happen during COVID. Like, took over a hotel. Made, basically, a bubble. Got all these guys. Tested all these guys. Like, it's so much work just for her, like, one week or two weeks in to be like, oh, I changed my mind. Like, 
sorry, that's really not how it works. And I get that you love someone, but like, this is what you signed up for. And to be honest, it really makes me feel like she was undeserving of the job. Yeah, I agree. Because it is a job as much as it's a it's a privilege and it's so amazing, amazing and cool. Like it's also a job. A lot of people have jobs surrounding it. And at a certain point, you become an actress on the show. You're not in love with 25 guys trying to figure out which one you love the most. Like you fall for one, maybe two people, and then you fake your way through the rest of it. Of course, because it's TV. Because it's TV and that's what we signed up to see. And I think that her, we'll see the way it goes down, but from what I got from Snatchler, who is, you know, close to, to these sorts of issues, she said that Claire refused to film, that she yeah, fell in love. Yeah, locked herself in a room. And that she was done. And to me, that's just like, how old so are you? Immature. You're supposed to be one of the older contestants. You're acting like a 19-year-old. Like, honestly, this leaves such a bad taste in my mouth for Claire. Like, I'm really, I really wasn't, now that it's over, like, I really wasn't that interested in watching her season anyway. I was I actually wasn't going to watch this season, and now I'm going to. So, um, maybe somewhere, somehow, like, someone did this intentionally. No, I don't think so. I'm just, like, I'm really disappointed. And, like, the lack, not that I, I can't explain. Like, I don't care, like, that ABC and all these producers who, like, literally spend their days, like, editing girls to look bad. Like, I really don't care that, like, they, you know, lost time and money. But what, but, like, it's just disrespectful to the institution that gave you an opportunity when, honestly, like, you didn't really deserve it. You haven't been on The Bachelor in 10 years, you know? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little annoyed, but... I really can't be that annoyed because what we got and what we ended up with is so fabulous. And it just proves that it should have been Tasha and she was overlooked. And this is what happens when you overlook someone. Are you happy? Yeah. And then also, according to the Snatchler, they're bringing in new guys for Tasha. Some of the guys who were announced as Claire's first batch of guys, but that were like really young, young. and then COVID happened. And so they brought in new guys. And so some of those original guys will be coming in for Tasha. And I hope she gets the full boat of suit. Like, I don't, they can't half ass any of this. I don't want to see her in 15 contestants. No. I want limousines. I want the whole full Monty for her. And it kind of sucks that, like, she is getting guys who are cast for Claire. Because, you know, they cast differently for every person based on age. Like, you know what I mean? Sort of. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just, I really hope she doesn't get shafted. Yeah. I, that's what I'm hoping too. And I also, it goes without saying, now Claire must marry this man and be with him for Forever. 75 years. Children, grandchildren, the whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. If they're not living together in a nursing home when they're 90, like I am, I'm protesting. Like I'm upset. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Something about this really rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, how many bachelor bachelorettes? I think we're going on like 30 now who have been the leads. Like, you think you're special? Like every, everyone falls in love. Like, it's hard, and you see them struggling right, with it, right. especially as it gets like closer, and it's like five people, four people. Well, yeah, that's literally what you signed up for, and if you can't handle it, then maybe you shouldn't have signed up for it. That is the literal show, and yes, at sometimes people do break down that fourth wall, even like Colton ending his season to mm -hmm. go be with Cassie, but like he rode it out till the final three. Yeah, she was had like forty guys left, <laughs> and she still decided. Like I don't, know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not happy with her. I'm not gonna lie. No, I'm not happy with her either. But I'm like living for the tea and I'm living for Tasha. So like it's, it's double edged, you know, I'm like mad, yeah. but like I'm not really that mad. No, I agree. Like I just, I feel like the point needs to be made, but like, yeah, right. When I go move on with my day, like I'm excited about the new season of The Bachelor. I absolutely <laughs> love Tasha. I think she will make a sensational she bachelorette. She's so 
like everything fabulous and inside and out and I'm so excited she she really was the bachelorette of paradise mm-hmm. even though Nicole thought it was her truly it was Tasha. and so she ready she's got the chops to juggle she these everything men. she's stunning she's smart she's funny she's literally the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life like she's gonna be great and it's now it's honestly gonna be a great season and I'm probably more excited and then after this year we will have had three black leads which is a major improvement from the one so it's good. It's good. But I just wanted to point out, like, the hypocrisy and the lack of respect. Sorry. Yeah. I, you know what? In a lot of ways, I'm very similar to Monica Geller. Like, I just, I'm a stickler for the rules, you know? And, like, I just think they're there for a reason, you know? And I if mean, you can't follow them. You know that's how I feel. If you can't follow them, like, don't play. I completely agree. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Get no, out of the game. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I'm hating the player. No, no, no. She. She. She I get was it. hating the players, but she shouldn't have been in the game. She was ill-equipped for the game. No. She had no proper training. She had no understanding of the rules. And she had no business being on the field. No, no, no. She was not trained. No, not at all. Okay. Should we keep the metaphor going? We, I mean, we could. We could. We but always we could. But we won't. We're striking out for now. <laughs> okay, next story is a series of stories in the saga that is the Ellen DeGeneres maybe cancellation. And I don't want to call it... There's... Okay, Here's where it's dicey, and I don't want to call it a cancellation because when you get canceled as a regular, first of all, there's a level of celebrity where you are uncancelable. Ellen's there. Ellen is there. But there's also, when a person gets canceled, whether it's a digital influencer, whether it's someone just at their job, like people get canceled in everyday life, and it's it's about all of the powers that be turning on you. Mm-hmm. And that's not what's happening to Ellen. Her, she still has her show. No advertiser has said, we're not gonna work with Ellen anymore. It's every, it's it's the people on the ground who are just have like their little voices. It's not necessarily your average cancellation where it's a few people who decide that you don't deserve a livelihood anymore. That's very true. and. An- incredible comparison to make where it's like for for influencers or like reality stars or let's take like Stassi and Kristen for example like literally Bravo their podcast networks like the powers that be people in charge decided they were effectively canceled and, and then the brands that work with them right and so then everyone followed suit like once Bravo canceled them it was like you're done yeah um but that's true like Warner Brothers is you know Warner Media has this like fake investigate investigation going on but at the end of the day like really the people who are like upset with Ellen and wanting are to- people who are who have been hurt by her yeah or people who just watch her show like people who just know her like I don't have a network I'm not going to pull Ellen for my show I'm just like disappointed in her actions yeah but also the people who have been the loudest right now are people who have been on her show and have had negative Negative experiences experiences, which there are a lot right so I just want to make that distinction because I'm anti-cancel culture and honestly I think we'll go through all of this I think ultimately my opinion is going to be that Ellen should keep her show Mm -hmm. um but it's just a, an interesting conversation being had because she's so powerful and it, it all really started as sort of these whispers, you know? It was like a grassroots movement. Yeah. So first up, Portia de Rossi is breaking her silence on the Ellen scandal. She is, quote, standing by her wife amid reports of the talk show host's alleged bad behavior behind the scenes. Quote, to all of our fans, dot, 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 we see you. Thank you for your support. She captioned a quote that said, I stand by Ellen in the host's signature white and baby blue show colors. When you posted this yesterday on the I, toast, I was like, 
We stand by Ellen. It looked like I posted that we stand. Yeah, but no, I was just quote. Zach saw it and he was like, oh, so you're standing by Ellen. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, we just needed to post that Portia de Rossi, like I broke her silence. Re- I, I was really shook that a quote card had been made. And, you know, your movement isn't really all that powerful when the only person posting about it is your wife. Like, no offense. This is this was really sad. And honestly, the graphic was low-level designer. Like, this looked like it was made on Microsoft Paint. And it was just... It, it made the whole movement, like, so sad. Yes, but an interesting factoid is that Jerry O'Connell I know. also I know. posted it. And he's someone who I... I believe. I believe. No, I... I saw it first on Jerry O'Connell's and I'm like, where did this graphic come from? Jerry O'Connell didn't make it. And then I searched down the rabbit hole that Portia had made it. And I was very shocked to find that Jerry O'Connell had posted it because I agree with you. I respect him. And I like, I think he's a good judge of character. We have hung out with him and he was so funny and so nice and so like human. So it's like, I trust his opinion on housewives. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I know that we have like similar just judgments of people in general. Totally. And so he's standing by Ellen. It just makes you stop and think. Yes, but there are also other celebrities who are standing by Ellen. Katy Perry released a series of tweets. Yes, I have that here. Katy Perry defends Ellen amid talk show controversy, quote, sending you love and a hug. She said, I know I can't speak for anyone else's experience besides my own, but I want to acknowledge that I've only ever had positive takeaways from my time with Ellen and on The Ellen Show. I think we have all witnessed the light and continual fight for equality that she has brought to the world through her platform for decades. See, that's true. Well, I think what Katy Perry tweeted just actually validates what other people are saying because what other people are saying is like unless you're Jennifer Aniston or Katy Perry or the the Kardashians like you're not ever going to get a word from Ellen like you're not going to get respect you're not going to get treated nicely so of course Katy Perry had a positive experience she's the one of the biggest stars in the world like this tracks with what we already know which is that Ellen like respects fellow A-listers. We never thought that she didn't. But then, like, the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond, the tall guy whose name I don't know, Brad or something, Mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, and Nikki Tutorials and Corinne Olympios. Like, people who are not A-list, like, I I know Katy Perry was trying to help, but in a lot of ways, she validated a lot of people's concerns. Yeah, I totally agree. But she also did bring up a a point. It's like, everyone has to say what you want about Ellen, but at the end of the day, like, she is was the first openly gay woman on television and she does have all these really huge accomplishments and accolades and it's like this is where cancel culture gets dicey it's like how do you invalidate that you can't no you can't makes you think yeah i think that people are struggling with that general question of do the ends justify the means Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean to be honest all that's coming out for me isn't what's like most disappointing what's most disappointing is her lack of response and like when she does respond that letter she released to her um crew that obviously went public which literally just threw everyone under the bus she did not take responsibility for one part of it and let's say she was telling the truth like the three producers who she put in charge Andy Lassner Ed Galvin and someone else I'm sorry I don't know his name Let's say that these three guys, you know, took Ellen's name and they made this rampant culture with racism, sexual harassment, toxicity, all this stuff. Like, let's say Ellen was not lying in that memo. You are still responsible. Like, you still have to take an ounce of accountability because it's your show with your name. So while I don't even think that that's the truth, the fact that she threw them under the bus and then still didn't take any accountability, like, what was the point in releasing that memo? Right. When I first read the memo, I, I, I took it at its face value, which is like, I, I believed her where it's like, she did not know about any of this. You know, this is some, like, obviously she feels responsible, but like she did not commit Do it. these acts. But then I just saw all this stuff that was like, she knew about all of this. Of course. And then it's I'm like, 
Stop with the lies. Stop with the lies. And you know what? At the end of the day, like you said, it starts from the top. And so just to take yourself out of the equation completely in a situation like this is not going to satiate people's need for accountability from you. And I feel like whoever is handling this for Helen is handling it so poorly between this janky ass graphic from Portia and that terrible letter she sent out to her staff. I just, it's like she doesn't want to turn this around, you know? Yeah. Well, so then the next part of the conversation is people are speculating about who might be in line to replace Ellen. Yes. An article came out this week that James Corden is in line to replace her. The Sun newspaper reported, um, despite other signs that she's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I want to talk about James Corden, who you think could replace her. And also, if you think she's going anywhere anytime soon. If I were a betting woman and I... We're putting money on this. I would bet that she is not going anywhere. Me neither. She has had literally a long, successful career. She's not going out like this. This is. I feel like for her, she sees it. This is just a bump in the road, and I think she's well, just the the investigation will happen. Whatever. I don't know of any internal investigation that has ever been so damning. Right. Towards what they were investigating. Also, you know, Ellen lives in like a simulation. Like she lives in her palace by the sea. And I don't think she really knows like what's going on and like how big of a story this is because she's so famous that like, and, I, and I'm just sure she's not reading every article and every tweet about her. Yeah. And also it's not so many articles. I feel like it, it's the tweets. Actually, I've been seeing a lot of articles and the Washington Post did like a full rundown of how this whole thing started. And it was fascinating. And there were so many clips like, Everyone knows the moments that are uncomfortable. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. I saw two clips that like I was shook by. Which Oh, the Mariah Carey clip. The Mariah Carey clip where she basically forced Mariah Carey to announce that she was pregnant even though Mariah was having fertility issues. So she was, she was pregnant at the time, but she was hesitant to say it publicly given all that had happened. And Ellen made her drink champagne to be like, well, if you're not pregnant, have champagne. And she like pretended and she put it down and it turns out that she actually had a miscarriage after that. So it's like, what are you doing, Ellen? And the second thing was something more recently where she played a prank on her audience, like these private citizens who love Ellen, who went to her show, where she put them all in a waiting room and they were all really big fans and they had free merch and it was like, take one item. And they filmed people who took like two mugs instead of one. And literally she called out this woman. She put her in Ellen jail. She sat on the stage. She was like, it was so embarrassing and so awful. Like, this girl took an extra hat, okay? Like, it said Ellen on it for her sister who loved Ellen but couldn't make it to the taping. And Ellen was like, well, a lot of si people's sisters couldn't make it to the taping. It was insane. It was so much worse than the Dakota Johnson one. Like, I don't know why the Dakota Johnson one took off and not the Mariah Carey oh or God. this one. It was horrible. I have not seen that. Terrible. To me, that is worse than anything. Because that is a private citizen. Yeah, and it's not like she stole all the hats. Like, if, if it was someone who went in there with a, a shopping bag and threw them all in and didn't leave for other people and was probably going to sell them on eBay, okay. I mean, Ellen Jail is a little crazy, but fine, whatever. To take one extra for your sister. And when, like, a lot of people took extras and she literally called out this one cute woman and it was, it was so sad. We need to get that woman on, like, the Today Show. You know who I want to hear from on this? Mason Ramsey's grandparents. Yeah, they're honest. Mm -hmm. And that interview, you know, a lot of these interviews are popping up and I'm surprised that the Mason Ramsey one hasn't because she was so fucking condescending to him and that was really like a turning point for me. That was a turning point for me too when he said his dream was to go to college. And, and she like, was like, really? <laughs> what? That's an, a beautiful fucking that's dream. That's a beautiful dream. Mason, and that's beautiful. Like, that was... That was upsetting. Like, that whole thing. Um. Okay, 
But the James Corden thing, James sorry. Corden, and in addition to that, Twitter is also sounding off about who should replace Ellen. They're coming in with all their suggestions. Well, I don't know if the James Corden thing is true, but, like, to be honest, this is, like, the same conversation we have about award shows. Like, there is a circle of straight white men named James, and it's never-ending, like, the opportunities that they get. And, like, there are so... And to give Ellen's platform, which was really built on, like, gay pride, like, just to give it to James Corden is, like, what? And I yeah. like James Corden. That's I actually love him. I, it's it's hard because I actually think he if the great. job were an open position, he would be great. He would carry like that joy and love that that is her legacy. Mm-hmm. Publicly, Allegedly. publicly, he would carry that on. Like he's all about music and and she's all about dancing. And it, I think he would actually be a great fit for the role but it just in terms of who deserves this opportunity and like the legacy like of ellen who like fought so Being hard a trailblazer just right. to have to go back to the status quo you can't you can't yeah even though i agree he'd be sensational yeah like but also he's great on on his show and also if he i guess if he did take over her show someone that would open his spot on the late late all show. right i'll do it i'll do it so people have a lot of suggestions for who they think it could okay. be. Tiffany Haddish. Would love it. Michelle Obama. Oh, wow. Drew Barrymore. She already has a show. She's busy. But I guess it could be that, you know. Her, her show, show has like been in development forever. I know, but that's also because we're in a pandemic. Oh, true. Forgot about that. Um, Jerry Seinfeld. He would literally never do it. Wake up, work every day. Yeah, he would never do it. I never. don't like any of those suggestions, to be honest, except actually Tiffany Haddish is good. She's funny. Yeah. I mean, but again, I think, like just because you're funny doesn't mean you would have a funny show because yeah, part of being a talk show host is listening. It's so much. There are so many skills that you need to have. And we see it all the time with people who you think would be perfect for a talk show. Bethany. Meredith Vieira. Chris Jenner. Ugh, that was that didn't get it a good enough chance. Time. Agreed. Like with the whole set recreated as her living room, like it was. It was too soon. We weren't ready. Soon. We didn't like at that time. Like right now. Chris Jenner is a true icon, and when you watch Kardashians, you're like, Chris Jenner's my favorite character. We need more, we need more. Back then, we were just still so caught up in the girls. Yeah. We didn't know what we had. And I don't think, like, the country saw her yet as this, like, maternal figure, and now it's like, we need that voice. Yeah. I, I feel very strongly about the fact that Chris never got a fair shot. Yeah, I agree. Now I'm trying to think about who could replace Ellen I hadn't given it much thought Kelly Clarkson I was just gonna say that but, but she's, she's doing, doing great thing. she's yeah. doing great yeah she seems like she's doing really well okay so let us know what you think Who you think yeah sound off in the comments yeah um next story some sweet young relationship news Jojo Siwa introduces her quote amazing new boyfriend in a must-see TikTok I did see it the teenage internet sensation announced she's in a relationship with Mark Bontempo if Mark's last name sounds familiar it's because he's the little brother of social media star Madison Bontempo don't know her no I can't say that I do no taking to TikTok over the weekend Jojo confirmed the news about her boyfriend with a cute video quote meet Mark she captioned her post along with a smiley face in the short clip the two were dancing to Mozzie's famous while dressed up in each other's clothing Jojo rocked her boyfriend's skinny jeans a cream colored sweater and Mark went full out and put on her signature look which included the glittery bow bedazzled jacket multicolored skirt tights etc yeah they did that challenge where everyone like dresses as their boyfriend their boyfriend dresses as them but but theo's parents did it best thank you i agree follow me on tiktok that's even though. one of my favorite tiktoks of all time like watching ben really turned it out ben there's just something so 
so beautiful about it. I can't Someone, ex- something so dazzling about his performance. Yeah, no, he really is makes for a beautiful and and confident woman. So confident, <laughs> a little too confident. Um, back to JoJo Siwa having a boyfriend. Like this is so crazy. But at the end of the day, we like there's who is JoJo Siwa? You know, like we think she's like this 12 year old girl who runs around in bows and performs songs that literally sound like theme songs for cartoons. But at the end of the day, she's 17. She has needs. Yeah. She has a boyfriend. At the end of the day, she's 17 taking a a bath at the end of a long day, chain Chain smoking smoking. a pack of cigarettes. There is a, you know, really um, unfounded rumor that Jojo Siwa chain smokes. And you know what? If you hear her voice enough times, it, kind of tracks it's not even that there's any evidence that would make you believe it but when I first heard it it's for some it just stuck with me yeah and that coupled with the fact that she's shadily like five foot ten really made me believe it yeah and she is she's really growing up she's been posting more videos of her with her hair down I'm, I I think she's getting to that you know Hannah Montana stage, Crowley Corners moment Hannah Montana versus Miley Cyrus Lizzie McGuire versus Hillary Duff like when can I just be me and I think she also loves being Jojo and I think she does love the bows and stuff but you know you can't be on all the time no but I do think she loves being a role model seriously for young people and like even if she takes her bows out like She's going to continue. She's not going to be, you know, naked on the cover no. of... And she's not going to call the paparazzi and then smoke a cigarette in front of them. You know, no, no, she's, she, not, dude, she's not going to do that to the fans. I really think she takes her duty as a role model very, very seriously. And we need role models like that for the children. At any age. Yes. I totally agree. Um, we, need also, pe- we need people who want to be role models. For, for sure. And we also need to stop expecting people who never asked to be role models to be good role models. Yes. Like, just because you have a platform, that should not make you a role model. Like, don't follow me if you don't want to see me chain smoking cigarettes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But back to the JoJo Siwa thing, I also think this might be, you know, something she's dealing with is like she really is growing up and maybe she doesn't want to run around in a tight ponytail that's going to give her a migraine every day with a bow. Um, But that is so ingrained in her brand and like she is just churning out product left, right and center. She has like these crazy deals with Walmart. She sells, she has like her own Lunchables, her own juice box. Like unless you're really in it, you don't know how wide her network of merch and like branding is and she has to continue to be that like she really does her backpacks her her clothing she she has to be that girl even when she doesn't want to be I understand that and I do think she will continue to do that but I also think there are ways for her to evolve where she doesn't have to like completely go the other way and Mm -hmm. she can sort of phase out take steps like even when Hannah Montana got that haircut you know it was just like a whole new Hannah. It was a whole new Hannah. And I feel like I could even see JoJo doing like half up, half down and sort of moving into the sort of ponies that Ariana Grande does. And like maybe, a chic updo, a chignon. And maybe the bow gets a little smaller. Mm-hmm. And maybe then the bow goes here or the bow goes in the back. Like, I think it's time. If, if this is what she wants, there are ways where you can gradually evolve. evolve and it doesn't have to be such a stark contrast for the fans when they wake up one day and they're like, where's my JoJo? No, and JoJo's like literally on the cover of Vanity Fair wearing nothing but a bed sheet. <laughs> Totally. Exactly. Remember when that was like the craziest thing happening in our country? Like we didn't know how good we had it in 2010. No. When literally like Billy Ray Cyrus was under fire for being on set when Annie Leibovitz took a picture of Miley Cyrus from the back and like you could see literally a centimeter of her butt crack. Yeah. That was a crazy, crazy time. I literally, it's like one of those things where it's like you remember where you were when like you saw it. I was in the airport and it was on the TV and like it was literally like the parents of America were yeah. shook. Wait, I'm trying to think. Um, I want to see if I have the timeline right when that cover was because I feel like I remember which airport we were in I think it was like Fort Lauderdale oh was it like uh, when we were on vacation as kids it was like 2008 
Oh, it was crazy times. Crazy times. Also, um, back to something that you said so beautifully earlier. Oh, thank you. I really do think that we need a docu-series called Who is Jojo Siwa? Where she can sort of answer some of these questions and, and in turn help herself get out of get this out box. Get out of it. But I do think so much of her success is built on this mystery. Like, she's this anomaly. And mm-hmm. kids, like, Kim Kardashian's kids fucking die for her. Like, there is this air of mystery around her that I think adds to the spectacle. I do. Yeah. And maybe, like, she takes her hair down and puts on a ball cap and and, and goes... And is a normal kid sometimes. Maybe she loves what she does, you know? You never know. But, you know, you do assume that she does eventually want to grow out of this. But maybe she doesn't. Yeah, I mean, we just assume that because everybody who came before her, like, didn't love what they did. Mm -hmm. But maybe she loves what she does. That would be refreshing. And that would really make her the true role model. It's so sad when you love, like, the way that I loved Hannah Montana and to know that, like, she hated Hated her the whole time. No, not the whole time, but towards the end. It just, it does take away from the joy. From the magic Mm -hmm. I agree completely it would be nice to have like a a person who loved like the character that they created for themselves yeah I mean I love girl with no child (laughs) not to make it about me yeah okay fifth and final story a little sports news oh we are so athletic let me just do my stretches Dwayne the Rock Johnson and an investor group agreed to buy the XFL for 15 million dollars that's it a team yeah. or the whole league? The whole league. You know the XFL. It's the of extreme course. football league. Ben is like all into it. He thinks it's going to be like the next big thing. Right. So apparently so does Dwayne Johnson. The XFL had come back. Our husbands even went to a game. And then yeah. they were planning for like a really big launch. But then COVID hit. And so now Dwayne Johnson um, has agreed to, including with other investors, but he's the big the name. Fa- he's the fudge. Has agreed to purchase the XFL for about $15 million, according to a news release issued on Monday. That seems so low. The XFL declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy oh. on April 13th and Never has been mind. seeking a buyer for the past three months, marketing itself as a made-for-TV product that could transition as early as 2021 to a bubble concept during the coronavirus pandemic. Okay. Um, Johnson and his investors are planning, are making plans to play next season, um, they told ESPN. So... This is kind of exciting. I feel like right now, with all of the uncertainty going on in the sports world, this is actually a perfect time for some sort of like alternative extreme version because if it really is made for television, maybe, I don't know how the XFL works, what makes it extreme. I just like to imagine like football players on trampolines. No, 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 no. It's like rough. It's like rugby-ish, I think. There's no trampolines. I'm I'm sorry. trampolines. No. Um, that's, That's highly entertaining. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes life is so weird because art truly imitates life. Mm -hmm. And Dwayne Johnson is on a show on HBO called um, Ballers. Ballers. And it's so good, first of all. And Ricky, who is the guy, Denzel Washington's son, who was in Black Klansman, he's like one of the stars. It's such a good show. And literally in the show, he's like this you know, hustle, make money deals guy who is a sports agent and tries to bring a football team to Las Vegas. So it's like truly, and he was just like, I don't know what ended up happening. I stopped watching the show, but like he was just like wanting to buy something really bad. And Dwayne Johnson made that happen for Spencer, you know, his character. Yeah. Art is just mirroring life. Just like Hannah Montana. Yeah. It's beautiful to see. It is beautiful to see. So those were the fast five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them. Yes, they were. Those are five stories. Yeah, I think so. There, I mean, there was 72 Ellen stories. Yeah, there was two sets of Ellen stories. One, two, sex. three, four. <laughs> yeah, that was five, sorry. Fabulous. Well, I feel informed. Yeah, I feel informed as well. Oh, last night I watched, so now I'm caught up to Yellowstone, so now I'm watching Weekly with everyone. With everyone. And the new episode was kind of meh, actually. 
I, I feel like in the beginning, the episodes were so long and so much would happen. And I would be like, am I still watching the same episode? And then last night it ended sort of abruptly. Maybe they're like running low on content because of filming and mm-hmm. coronavirus. So they're like slicing up the episodes differently. I just really wish you would watch the show because I know that you would love it. And like, it's a whole other world. Okay, well, well my docket did free up because I finished Shameless last night. And I told you that... I started the season and I thought it was so much better. And when I finished it, like I actually was sobbing. It was such a beautiful episode. And I just, I think they should have gotten rid of Emmy Rossum years ago. She just took up so much space on the TV and like so much time. And it's really an ensemble cast. I would say there's like 13 main characters, but she was really like the main, main one. And the whole show kind of revolved around her and she had the worst decision-making skills. And it was just so annoying. And now that she's gone, it's left room for the other characters to really like evolve and you get more character development. And it's so much better. Like, I think that it's like, it's literally a brand new show. And I hope that people like, I hope they won't end it now that she's over. Like, I hope it's not on its last leg Mm -hmm. because it was really good. And Jeremy Allen White is just the man of my dreams and I love him. Um, So it was good. I also have two episodes left of The Crown and like for some reason I just can't get myself to watch them because I love it so much. I've done that with like mostly just Schitt's Creek where I refuse to let it end. Where is season four of The Crown? What do you mean? When is it coming? Oh, probably not for a while because like the way it's so beautifully and ornately done that there's a lot of time between seasons. So I do have some free time. Especially now with the gap in in the filming. So maybe I'll get into Yellowstone but... um, I've just been like living in Shameless for a few days. So like I need to get get out of it. You I know? understand. I also finished um, the Redheads book last night and we're recording the episode today. So if you have questions that you want us to answer about the book, email us at theredheadsbookclub at gmail.com. We actually got some amazing questions. The book is really intense and I ha- I didn't read up. There's a lot of discussion around the book itself that I hadn't read up on until I finished the book because I didn't want any spoilers. Mm-hmm. And... I think like the it, the book itself poses some like really tough and interesting questions, and then also the the discussion around the book and the storytelling mm-hmm. is just really interesting. So that's where I've been, and I'm looking forward to recording the episode today. And I'm looking forward to what Snitch's choice is going to be. If you're ever looking to become a redhead, I would start on a Snitch's choice because it's it's always a great. It's always a great pick. Those are our most popular episodes. And you know, as they say, it's never too late to join the Redheads. It's never too late to join the Redheads. And that goes for you as well. Okay. Um, but I have to promote my comedy special. So maybe I'll do that after. I'll join the Redheads after I promote my comedy special. I mean, it would, it would never be too late. Because I got some, um, I've been getting some messages from international toasters who are having a hard time purchasing on Amazon or iTunes. I also got a lot of emails from people who said that they got it fine. But if you haven't been able to watch it because you are in Canada or Australia or somewhere that you're having a hard time buying it on the regular platforms, I have a link to where you can rent or purchase it on Vimeo, which is the according to you know my people the best place for international transactions but again if you haven't even watched my comedy special and you don't know what i'm talking about i released a comedy special about a month ago it's called disgraced queen it's available for purchase or rent on itunes apple tv amazon vimeo tons of places also if you want to listen to it like you do listen to this podcast the album is available on spotify itunes amazon music all the places where you can listen to music it's called disgraced queen and all the information is on my instagram story highlight called disgraced queen with links to everything that you need in order to purchase perfection anything else we need to say before we wrap this up no i think that's all she wrote we'll be back tomorrow for 
hump day, dear toasters, etc. And a reminder that this is our last full week in studio. Starting next week, we are going to be releasing weekly episodes okay, wait, every I just, Wednesday. I want to address some of the controversy surrounding weekly episodes because I I've been seeing I saw like the most like fake news comment where someone was like they're going to weekly episodes like without the addendum that it's just for a month for a month it's while we're four on va- weekly episodes it's four weekly episodes for a month while we're on vacation this is in no way us trying to switch to weekly episodes forever like we just want to give you content while we're on vacation yeah um, I also saw some fake news of people being like we are trash because we are traveling for a month and I just again need to put it out there that that is 100% not true we will all be in a house quarantined together we are not flying anywhere I, like I can't, I can't even deal with the nonsense anymore with the nonsense like if you're not, if you don't listen to the show and it didn't come from my lips stop fucking speaking about us because you don't know anything and you're annoying as hell yeah so thank you we have no plans to go to weekly episodes after our hiatus it's truly just a break like we this is our job people are like where are you going i'm like i have to make a living i will be back in september yeah we love the show we love doing daily show we love the set we'll be back um it's truly just a hiatus just think of us like the view Yes. Think of us like Watch What Happens Live. Everyone Think goes on hiatus. Think of us like the Jimmys. The Jimmys. The Jimmys, uh, Kimmel has been on hiatus for a mad long time. I mean, I hope he's enjoying his, his vacation. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast every weekday on YouTube. And we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys and we hope you have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.